This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Navigant Credit Union. As Rhode Island's first ever member-owned credit union, Navigant Credit Union has been a staple in the local business community for more than 108 years. Today, Navigant is a $3.4 billion institution serving more than 136,000 members across 25 physical branch locations. But since its founding in 1915, the mission has never changed. Navigant Credit Union's team of financial professionals have remained committed to improving the financial well-being of the families, businesses, and communities they serve across Rhode Island. Learn more at navigantcu.org. All right, welcome in to another edition of Financial Well-Being here on the Bartholomew Town Podcast. It's our monthly series focused on just that, financial well-being and all the aspects therein, presented by Navigant Credit Union. This month, we're going to dig into an area that is, you know, it, it's pretty specific, but there's a lot of nuance to it, and that's philanthropy. And we're joined by Navigant Credit Union Senior Vice President of Public Relations and Community Engagement, Tim Draper. Good, good afternoon, Tim. Here we are in an afternoon recording today. Hey, Bill. Great to see you. Great to talk to you. Let's let's kind of take this all the way back to, um, you know, the, the notion of Navigant Credit Union's commitment to giving back to the community. This is something that you hear a lot of firms of any sort make a commitment vocally about their their engagement with the community. But Navigant has a real tradition and a real history, and you see it in things whether you're talking about the basketball tournament or capital projects, so on and so forth. And I'm sure there are many, many things that happen from a, a, a philanthropy side that are outside of the headlines. Talk about that a little bit and Navigant's commitment in this space. Sure. So Navigant, um, as you've probably talked to when, I, when my colleagues have come on, we're a 108-year-old financial institution here that started in Central Falls, Rhode Island. Um, and it really, our our roots in community involvement and community give back really date back to that period of time in 1915. Um, um, the credit unions are all founded on the principle of people helping people. And philanthropy is exactly that. It's, it's people helping people. Uh, so for us, it's a natural sort of progression into um, this idea or this notion of community give back. You know, Lots of organizations say they give back, and a lot of them do. I, I see it out there every day. Other banks, financial institutions, uh, companies around the state. Um, we're a very generous state in a lot of ways. The challenge is the need is outpacing the ability for those organizations to really kind of step up to the plate, right? But we look at community giving um, as really a way for us to thank uh, the people who have generously supported us over the years. Our customers trust us with their money. And it's our obligation to do with it good things, like number one, give it back to them when they want it, uh, give them a little more than what they uh, would normally get elsewhere. Um, and then on the, on the, the, uh, the extra we might uh, earn along the way, um, we want to give back to those communities where they live, right? So we're, we, we want to sponsor the little league teams and we want to sponsor the um, you know, the breakfasts that they have around the holiday season. Um, we want to support the church organizations. We want to do a lot of the little things that the big guys have no intention of doing because it isn't a massive impact. But the way I look at it and the way I think we look at it, at the credit union is when I'll give you a good example. When my sons were in Boy Scouts, right? 
it's not a big troop, not a big pack. They had to earn their own money. They had to do their own fundraising. Um, so when the credit union would sponsor the ham and bean supper for a hundred dollars, that's huge to that little organization, right? And that little organization had 50 kids in it. And those 50 kids had two parents each. And those two parents had friends who brought friends to the ham and bean supper. And then Navigant was mentioned. So that little piece of help that we were able to give was impactful and meaningful to that organization at that moment in time. Um, and the, 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 the goodwill that it brought was tremendous. And I think that people recognize that. So while philanthropy in and of itself is important and a good thing and something that's in our DNA, um, there's a business purpose to it as well, right? You want your you want the exposure. You want people to know who you are. And so by giving them some help in some way, whether it be money or volunteer hours um, or, you know, we sit on a lot of boards here at the credit union that, you know, organizations look for our expertise. Um, you know, we think that that's a really um, impactful way to make a difference in the community. Yeah, it most definitely is. And that name recognition grows, but it doesn't just grow randomly. It grows in tandem with association with quality institutions, quality projects, quality people right. in the community. And that's that's a big difference as well. It's not even necessarily an issue of quantity over quality. It's quantity, quality, and um, just long-term relationship that is that is what sets you apart and I think sets Navigant's brand apart in a lot of ways. A few years ago, you launched the Navigant Credit Union Charitable Foundation. How does that fairly new entity differ from your organization's kind of always on annual philanthropic support in the state? So, you know, um, I've been here at the credit union for 25 years. I started off in marketing. Part of marketing's job was to do this philanthropy. Um, when we had a change in leadership, you talked to Kathy earlier this year, one of her main focuses was she wanted to um, really um, make an impact in community engagement. So she wanted to stand up a brand new role at the credit union at the senior VP level around community engagement. Right. So um, I was also at the time responsible for uh, the foundation at the credit union. We were a public charity at the beginning. Now we are a private foundation and there's some IRS reasons around that. But the reality is the credit union was putting money into a, into this foundation for the purpose of making these larger, more impactful grants. So if you go back a second to what I said earlier with the Boy Scouts, you know, we make a lot of little donations. We've made, we made 480 something donations so far this year to different organizations and the dollar amounts approaching a million bucks, right? That's just on the credit union side of the house. Well, that in a time of you know, tough economic conditions like we're facing now with interest rate pressures and all that other stuff, it, it, it's, it could be a challenge to give money at the, at the velocity we've been giving it. So recognizing that in 2017, the board created the Navigant Credit and Charitable Foundation and started putting money into it. And the goal was to get it to a certain point where it became self-sufficient. And we would be able to then make far larger donations. So not the 500, not the 1,000, not the 5,000, but the 25,000, the 50, the $100,000 grant to an organization we felt was doing really good work in the community. And of course, the only way to do that is to have a big chunk of cash that the credit union doesn't touch. It's managed by an outside firm. Um, but that the, the interest we earn on that every year, we pump back into the community. 
and I can't give you the names yet, but we just had a meeting today. Um, and if I find my, my numbers correct here, um, we just decided upon about 240,000 new dollars uh, that we'll give out before the end of the year in this round of foundation grant funding. So, you know, it's a powerful organization for us. Um, we hope that it has huge impact. Right now, the focus this time around was um, food insecurity, um, housing and financial education. Those have kind of been our pillars this, this last uh, couple go arounds. But there's so much need. I, I, we must have had seven or eight different food insecurity type organizations apply to the foundation. Not all of them got fund, foundation funding and they're all welcome to reapply. But the reality is the ones that, that we are going to fund, we think are going to have a pretty significant impact in those communities that they're in. That's so real deal. And the distinction between, again, the importance of what we talk about at the top here and just in terms of that sort of community engagement, mutual relationship through a branding opportunity, this goes steps beyond that. And it's it's really removed from, obviously, there is a branding component, but right. at the same time, this is really true community engagement. And I mean, those those areas you hit on, I mean, you talk about housing and, and food insecurity alone, those two areas, those are probably two of the major right. crises facing the state right now. And that's what it's going to take to get beyond the crisis moment. It's not just going to be the state. It's not just going to be the nonprofit sector on their own. It's going to take that philanthropy element. And that's why this work is so important. That's why we're talking about it today. I'm going to sit here at the desk and I know, I know a lot of my financial institution colleagues are out there all the time um, doing great things in the community. And I'm just going to challenge the business community. You know, when you've got a few extra bucks that I I really think that it, it benefits your business, it benefits society. Um, and I wouldn't consider myself a, a massively um, social engagement type person, but I fully understand that, you know, that there are um, challenges out there that we as society have to figure out. And through corporate philanthropy, we're able to do a part of that. I can't fix it all at the credit union. I mean, my let's just say it's a million bucks. My million bucks isn't necessarily going to solve every problem in Rhode Island. If right. I can find a few of those organizations around my branches that maybe do some business with us, so we're going to help them out, you know, great. That that just benefits everybody. And that's really, I think, the thing that gives me the, the greatest pleasure, the greatest satisfaction in my job, in my role, my team's role, is the fact that we have this opportunity. We're presented with this very fortunate opportunity to go out and um, give back in as many ways as we can. And and that's what my job is now is to coordinate those efforts. We're taping this in late November. You mentioned that there were just so many areas of need and there were nonprofits that weren't able to be funded this go around. So just on a practical level, we're right before Thanksgiving here as we record this right now, where are you at in the current grant application cycle? You mentioned nonprofits that may need to reapply but what for anybody out there, whether you've already applied or not, uh, what what kind of timeline are we working in here in terms of getting an application in for the next wave of funding? You know, right now we just finished our what we call our fall round. So that uh, cutoff was October first. We made decisions mid November here, and we'll 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 announce and distribute around December first. Um, that's the end of the year cycle. The spring cycle this time around will end March thirty first, and we'll take a month and a half to do the whole 
paperwork process and make decisions. And then we'll uh, distribute in May, June of, of next year. That tends to be the flow. Um, those That application is available at navigantcu.org. Um, you just search for the foundation, the Navigant Credit and Charitable Foundation, if you're Googling. Um, and you can, uh, there's a link right in there. You can you can actually make a contribution to the foundation because even though it's private, there are still some great tax implications for people who want to write checks to a good foundation that's giving money back. Um, and this year we'll total, with this round that we just gave, we will total 450 something thousand dollars that we've put back above and beyond what the credit union has done. So the credit wow. union has its, its, its line items for funding. And then we have our foundation, which is really independent of the credit union, but essentially it's the Navigant Credit and Charitable Foundation. So. Kind of building on that thought, it's it's nearly the end of the year, which is a shocking discussion in and of itself. And we'll have our, our <laughs> it's year Christmas in review time, episode. Bill, almost. There we are. Exactly. Tis the season. <laughs> the holiday season for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, I, but I know that we have a lot of listeners. There's a lot of people out there in, in any amount, in any format that like to make charitable donations, whether it's to their favorite nonprofit organization or even just kind of to – philanthropic organizations that distribute on a really as needed basis, whatever the case is, we don't have to get into the deep CPA territory here. Um, Good, because the disclaimer is I'm not a CPA. (laughs) Exactly. And and I don't know that everyone driving around right now on Thanksgiving break wants to get into taxation mode too deeply at this point in time. But just an overview on financial reporting when it comes to making donations. So you, first of all, when you make when you, when you want to make a charitable donation at the end of the year, it's just been my practice to really look at an organization um, and feel good about it first. Make sure you're, make sure that, that that touches you in some way and you want to participate and you want to help the organization. Secondly, I really suggest if it's a substantial donation, um, and that, that could be anything from 100 bucks or more depending on what your financial position is, you know, do some homework on the organization. Look up the website. Um, go to GuideStar. Check, make sure that they're a nonprofit or that even if they're not a nonprofit, they're they're a legitimate organization that's um, doing good things in the community. Because my next cautionary tale here is that there's a lot of holiday scams out there. There's a lot of people who make themselves look like charities that really are not charities. And we're not immune to it at the credit union. My, uh, First-hand example, last week we had seven or fake applications for funding in our regular credit credit and charitable stuff. Now, we have a way to tell that. But, um, yeah, that's the first time in my 25 years that I've ever seen somebody try to scam me out of a donation. Um, and that's – that's if, if they're going to do it to me, they're going to do it to anybody. So yeah, That takes – that's bold, to, that go with, bold to, to do it to an institution big, so an individual is way more susceptible. Right. And so I think that, you know, from a practical standpoint, be passionate about what you're giving to, do your homework on it. And in most cases, if you're writing a check to a charitable donation for a charitable donation, those things are to some degree tax deductible. They're, you can use them for your end of year write-offs, right? And that's that's important. There's different amounts that you can write off of a donation depending on the type of organization that you're giving to. That's an IRS rule. Most people don't know that or don't think about that, but it is important. So um, private foundations, you can deduct, I believe, more of your donation than you can a public charity. Uh, or vice versa. So again, co- contact your tax professional about those things. But when you give money away, that certainly has an impact on 
number one, the community, which is always the most important recipient of that. But secondly, it'll it'll it might help you in your in your uh, tax position as you do your taxes next year. Yeah, it's important to think practically here. I mean, right. that's, at, at right. the end of the day, that's that's obviously got to be front and center in any discussion. For one, just for sustainability purposes, you want you know you don't want to do make a donation, get burned, right. and then kind of be turned off to that. Sustainability is key. Right. You know, this is a little bit personal, I guess, but if there's anybody you want to plug on the nonprofit side or organizational side that Navigant works with that might be, especially for someone who's just kind of like, I don't want to do the research that right. you just articulated there, right. but I'm happy to give a little bit of money at the end of the year. Anybody want to plug? Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that um, right now, because we've talked about this bill, um, you know, our, our, our food banks, right? Those are the, those are the things that I think are the most impactful right now. So we share hope, the group in Providence. They're a, a wonderful organization. The Northern Rhode Island Community Food Bank up here. In the summertime, Franklin Farms Community Gardens. Now, again, I'm talking about Northern Rhode Island because that's where I live. But the Franklin Farms Community Garden is a huge garden that actually just grows lots of produce and donates it off to the community food bank and to the uh, other food pantries around the area. So they're all good. Um, I think any organization um, with, with housing opportunities for folks, whether it be Homeless shelters, you know, people who are um, unhoused at the moment that need temporary space, um, you know, so a, a, a crossroads or, or an organization like that that can temporarily the Woonsocket, um, the bus that they just purchased in Woonsocket is going to be a big yes. help for Woonsocket. Um, but uh, you know, even those organizations like um, Pawtucket Central Falls Development Corporation, where they actually take the money that we donate to them and they build houses. They'll build, a, a, you know, three or four townhouses together, and then they'll sell them below market value to people who qualify. So we get those folks into housing because any study will show you that if you have a roof over your head and you have an interest in a house or in a property, you know, that is the most impactful thing that can happen to you uh, as a person because now you don't have to worry about what the, what's happening next. You know, you're not going from rent. You're not worried about a landlord. You're not worried about, you know, you can you you have ownership in that. So like a PCF, they does that. So those are some of the organizations just off the top of my head that I think um, really benefit from uh, the generosity uh, that the people of Rhode Island have in most cases. Anything that we missed today? Um, I I guess I just want to thank you uh, for allowing us this opportunity at the credit union to talk about financial well-being and well-being in general um, of our the citizens in Rhode Island. And our market goes a little bit beyond Rhode Island. We do some southeastern Massachusetts because we border those communities. Um, but at this time of the year, um, when, you know, particularly with Thursday coming and we're giving thanks for the things we have, think about those that don't have anything. And, and you know, think about how you might be able to help in that particular situation. Um, and then as the Christmas season rolls around, uh, the gift of giving is always fun. Uh, I certainly like to give almost almost more than I like to receive. I can lie. I kind of like to receive stuff too. But, yeah. but it makes you feel good giving. And I will tell you, today is one of those days because we just decided on all these grants that people are going to get. I know what they are. And I'm I'm just I'm bubbling up inside with excitement to be able to call these folks and say, hey, you're going to get this this big check I'm bringing to your office. So, yeah, those are the types of phone calls that aren't right. looming that, right. that uh, are actually fun to make. Right. And, and again, thank you, Bill, for doing this. And, uh, and we at the credit union wish you a, a happy Thanksgiving. And likewise to you and everyone in uh, the credit union and your family, of course, and our listeners. And 
hey, you know, navigancu.org. This is Financial Wellbeing. Tim Draper, thanks so much for your time. Be well, Bill.